The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're about to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, June 27th or 20 yeah 27th currently 410 on the east coast we're back after a short hiatus over the weekend has some scheduling conflicts but we're back uh we're gonna break down the tuesday games here for you guys in the mlb and we'll be here throughout the week as usual to break down everything happening in major league baseball and joining me today to break down the tuesday games in major league baseball is my main man noah Beanick. noah how you doing my man Doing pretty well, and yeah, I'll just say this: it was scheduling conflict, not um, <laughs> ego was damaged after a quad lock when Kyle oh. Bradish wasn't the starter for Baltimore against the White Sox. Um, me and Malcolm were at weddings, so that's just an unfortunate schedule timing thing there. But college baseball is over, and now I'm fully committed back onto the MLB train here and ready to get going. I don't have any. DFS today because like I've not followed that much lately. Yeah. And if you're in our party, like for DFS on uh, the uh, SGPN baseball stuff, you've not seen my name in the contest because I'm just not gonna jump in if I don't know the game, you know. So in in the next week or so, that's that's what I was known for on the pod. I'm gonna bring that back, but I just need a couple of warm up uh, pitches first. Yeah, I know we were talking offline in our in our group chat on Slack channels. Like, you know, we missed a couple of days and. We took the uh, quad loss on the uh, White Sox run line there, but I was like, it's a long season, man. I mean, it's 162 games. Um, you know, we're going to have some days where we don't have winning days and we're going to fall flat on our face. And, and there's going to be days where we're really hot. I think we really set the bar high on our very first uh, episode that we did of the season. I think we went eight and zero on that first day. So we set the bar high there, Noah. But uh, how did college baseball uh, end up going? You know, it's good. And I'm doing the hard work now is just tallying up my like end of the year record because uh, it was hard keeping track of them because a lot of the games didn't have numbers until the day of. And we record the podcast the day before for all the listeners. So yeah. uh, just going back and kind of adding up the units and stuff like that. No, I was positive and I know I was pretty good, but i um, excited to jump back onto the MLB Twitter. Uh, I was on it yeah. yesterday, call, causing some noise. The uh, fight yesterday, or in the Angels Mariners game, was yeah. awesome for content. So yeah. everybody loved that. Then there's the sunflower seeds that are getting chucked across the diamond by Rizal Iglesias. Um, there was something else that I wanted to say, but it's slipping my mind. But I feel like this is a good place to start. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yesterday was really entertaining. Um, obviously, you mentioned like. The uh, the brawl, I guess we can say, between the Mariners and the Angels, and Noah's working extremely hard for SGP <laughs> and trying to get some more sponsors here. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later. But um, anything else, Noah, before we dive into the games that happened over the weekend? 
I thought I had something else on the top of my head, but you know what? I'm I'm ready to jump into these games. We had a big trade earlier today between uh, Car- Carlos Santana and the Royals to mm. the Mariners, and then a couple of suspensions in the Angels-Mariners game. But other than that, it seems like most of the roster is all right. How many Red Sox aren't playing in this series against Toronto? Uh, that's a great question. I was looking at the lineup here today. I can pull it up. Uh, I have it here. Uh, so Devers is playing. J.D. Martinez is playing. Verdugo is playing. Bogart's playing. Story is playing. Cordero's playing. Christian Vasquez and Bradley. So looks like most of the, I mean, most of their everyday guys are playing in this, uh, in the game between, uh, or out, out in Canada, in Toronto. I know the whole, the COVID thing and the restrictions there, but uh, it seems like most of the guys are playing for, for the, the uh, yeah, good for the Sox. And again, they're playing well. Their bats have really turned around as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they've won what seven straight now, have the Red Sox. So, that that race in the AL East, I wouldn't say tightening up, but the Yankees are still about I think what 10, 11 games ahead. But it's gonna be interesting in the wild card uh, as we kind of get into the second half of the season. I can't believe we're already approaching the All Star break. Yeah, I know for real. That was the other thing that I was gonna mention is um, this was actually I believe our first Monday through Friday, our first midweek day that we had not put out a podcast here on Monday. Yeah. And that was pretty well. Cause at most we've been like skipping the Saturday and the Sunday slates. Yeah. And lately we've been doing Saturday slates and now only missing Sundays, but we're, we're going seven days a week now. So yeah, just happened to miss a couple of days in a row there. But I wanted to mention that Malcolm is grinding out some futures in the all-star break kind of stuff right now. It's July's the kind of midway month perfect for a lot of mid-season futures i'm going to be doing a couple of mlb draft stuff um and i know dylan's going to be writing i'm i'm assuming uh, moon off's also going to be putting out some great content too here yeah. in the month of july as we creep closer and closer to it so yeah i mean i think that is uh, finally officially it all i wanted to say prior to the podcast <laughs> yeah i mean I, all eyes are on us now with mlb the only major sport going on as we uh you know wait for college football season to kick off and then obviously the nfl but yeah all eyes on mlb right now so. shout out shout out to the tennis podcast that just started up yeah scott and i th- i forgot who the, i think it's his uh i think it's his it's, friend or his roommate isn't it oh that, it is i think so i couldn't be mistaken but um I, I think his name is sam if i'm not mistaken but uh yeah tennis Tennis content, uh, tennis uh, gambling podcast out with my main man, Scott. Uh, he's crushing it as well. So definitely check out those guys. Wimbledon, I used to, Wimbledon first round uh, yeah. kicked off today. I used to play tennis, but it's so hard to follow all the prospects and stuff because it really it's is. international. So I don't mess with that monster. But now that we have a pod for it, I love watching these majors. So I'm definitely yeah. going to be tailing them a little bit. Yeah, 100%. All right. Let's get into the action for the Tuesday games in Major League Baseball. Let's kick it right off with the Atlanta Braves headed to Philly to take on the Philadelphia Phillies. Probable pitchers for this game is going to be Uncle Charlie, Charlie Morton for the Atlanta Braves, Zach Wheeler, their ace on the mound for the Phillies. Opening line I'm seeing right now is minus 105 for the Braves on the money line, minus 115 on the money line for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. A slight home favorite. Over-under set at 7.5. With Jewish words, the over at minus 120, run line minus one and a half, plus 175 for the Philadelphia Phillies, and the uh, take back price on the run line for the Braves, plus one and a half, minus 205 uh, for the Braves there. Um, like I mentioned, um, Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves, he struggled a little bit, especially on the road so far this year. 
um, 4.84 ERA, 1.28 WHIP. Uh, he has a road ERA of 5.63, 1.49. I'm gonna keep this one simple. I like Wheeler here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he's been doing well, real well at home. A 1.49 ERA, a 0.85 WHIP. I know they're going to be without Bryce Harper with the uh, fractured thumb that he did suffer That's from tough. Blake Snell. Yeah, that was tough. But I, I just do like Wheeler here. I know Atlanta's been hot, but I think that Wheeler, he can really keep this team under control. Um, and the bats on the Atlanta Braves, he's faced them so many times. I'm going to go with Zach Wheeler here. Do uh, you have any thoughts on this game here, uh, Noah? I did want to like crowbar in. That was a really cool series to watch. Just like every time that Freddie came out, there was – a good applause from the Atlanta crowd. And you just knew that he was, he was going to get another at bat after the ugly strikeout to, I believe it was Minter or Matzik. One of the two guys Mm -hmm. that start with the last name of M on the Braves. And that was in the eighth inning, but you just kind of had that feeling that he was going to get another shot. He wasn't going to end it on a strikeout. And what do you know? He goes out there and just, you know, (laughs) wins the game for the Dodgers against his old team and his, in his old city. So that was, that was, uh, a very fun series to watch this weekend. I am going to agree with you on the Phillies just because I also have loved watching Wheeler pitch his last few outings here. I think he's really figured something out. The uh, Both teams are riding high right now. Atlanta, they're 15 and 5 in their last 20, and Philly, they're 14 and 6 in their last 20. The under has gone under in four of Philadelphia's last six and the under has gone under in four of Atlanta's last five. So I feel like either way you cut the cat or skin the cat, however you say that saying, I think you couldn't go wrong in giving a handicap for this game. So I'm going to tell you on the Phillies and I also kind of like the under here. I agree about the under here as well. Um, Zach Wither in his career, I mean, this goes all the way back to 2013, but if I want to break it down, uh, against the Braves as a pitcher of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, he's been really good against him, like I mentioned. He's 3-2, uh, and two, the ERA of 1.87. I think that's about nine appearances that he's had. Sorry, eight appearances that he's had against the Braves um, as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies pitcher. So yeah. I do like Zach Wheeler here. I, I do like the undercall there as well. Um, Disclaimer, I don't cut cats, but we'll see if Chuck and <laughs> can figure something out here too. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else for this game, uh, Noah, before we get over to, to the next game? It sounds like Philly's an under to me. Yeah, 100% agree. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be – just lost my sheet in front of me. Here we go. Let's go with the uh, first game, actually. It's, it's going to be a doubleheader. Uh, it's a 105 Eastern start between the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland uh, Guardians uh, on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Devin Smeltzer on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians. Zach Plezak. I currently do not see a line for this game. No, I didn't see any either. Um, but I don't know if you want to talk to the pitchers here, Noah, uh, and then we can just move on. But uh, definitely check our tally side picks for this game um, and reference our picks for this. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm going to also start getting back to giving out picks to every game. But uh, here with Minnesota and Cleveland, this is the first of a traditional doubleheader. We have a 110 game and a 710 game. That's part of the reason why maybe Munaf missed it. Uh, just because yeah. doubleheader, but uh, we have both pitchers projected here. Um, MLB.com doesn't have a pitcher for the Twins, so that might be why we don't see any odds on this game. But these two just played a series against each other where the Guardians took two of three in the Twin City. 
big news came out of many of this weekend where Wes Johnson, their pitching coach of the staff that surprised so many people so far this year, he has decided that he would take the same job for Jay Johnson at LSU, and they're not even related. No strong trend here with the way the Twins have been playing, but the under has hit in nine of their last 13 games. As for the Guardians, they just got swept by the uh, by Moonoff's Bow Sox, but uh, this feels like a big bounce-back series for Cleveland here, in my opinion, starting with Monday's game. But here, game one on Tuesday. Devin Smelter, he's 4-1 and one with a 3.05 ERA, 22 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 41.1 innings pitched this year. Smelter has only had one bad start this year, and it was his last road appearance on June 17th versus the Diamondbacks where he gave up seven runs on nine hits and 4.1 innings pitched. For Cleveland, we have Zach Plezak, who's 2-5 and five with a 4.17 ERA this year, 50 strikeouts, 17 walks in 73.1 innings pitched. He's pitched well in his last two outings on the road versus the Dodgers and the Twins. He's only given up two runs in 12 total innings in those two games. Give me Cleveland in this game one money line for the pick for my pick here. Yeah, um, you talked about the Minnesota pitcher there, uh, Noah. He's if you take it at home in road splits, he's absolutely fantastic at home. And we're talking about Devin Smeltzer here. 1.5 ERA at home, but he's pitching on the road here uh, in Cleveland, right? Whereas the ERA on the road, a 4.87, a whip of 1.43. So I agree with your pick here. I, I do like Cleveland here. Zach, please, Zach, I know early on, we were, I feel like we were really fading him because he wasn't pitching well. But like you mentioned, he's had great back-to-back starts here yeah. for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I have to get used to these pro ERA numbers because in the college game, anything under a 5.5 is like great. <laughs> So there's there's a kid that has been dealing over the last month named Cade Horton in uh and he they're all talking about him throwing mid nineties with a crazy wipeout slider and he's adding another zero to his name because he's got a two six ERA in the tournament, but he's got a five fifty ERA on the year. So it's like I'm I don't know what everybody's gonna think of that, but we'll see. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be uh, let's see what's next on the list here. Let's go with the Boston Red Sox <clears throat> visiting the Toronto Blue Jays. Currently seeing a line of plus 120. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, for the Red Sox, minus 140 for the Toronto Blue Jays. Over under set at nine and a half, minus 120 towards the over. Minus one and a half, plus 130 on the run line, and plus one and a half, minus 150 on the run line for the Red Sox here. Uh, no, I'll lead you, let you lead this one off as well, my man. Boston versus Toronto. The Red Sox have won seven games in a row here, and they have a they've scored five or more runs in six of the last seven games. And it's kind of like your stat with the White Sox lately, or is that Malcolm's? One of you had a had a good White Sox stat where they had scored a lot of runs in uh, the last fifteen games or something like that. But uh, yeah, five runs in the last six of seven for Toronto. They're three and seven in the last ten, but the over is a nine and one in that span. I really like this over nine and a half here too at minus one hundred five. I wouldn't mind a nibble of the Red Sox on the money line too with Michael Waka. He's bumping the, uh, in this game. He's six and one on the year with a two thirty four ERA, forty eight strikeouts, nineteen walks, and sixty five point one innings pitched. He's only given up six runs in his last six games, which has been 31.1 innings. Plus 125, give me that every day of the week with this guy in the mound. Munaf, what do you think about that with your team? Yeah, look, I mean, they are number one right now in WRC over the last two weeks in the entire MLB at, uh, at a rating of 137. 
And, you know, we talked about early in the season how this team and all three facets of pitching, starting pitching, bullpen, and hitting, it just wasn't there. But they really turned it around, especially in the month of June. I think they won, I think, like, I want to say 18 of the 24 games that they played or something crazy, and they really just turned it around. And they've been with a lot, of, without a lot of their key guys, right? We see the news of Chris Sell possibly coming back very soon for them. Uh, they've been without Kike Hernandez. They've been without Nathan Navaldi. So once you get these guys back, this team is going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. And again, this team is not afraid to make moves at the trade deadline. But this is a big series for both of these teams, and I, I like where your head is at with this game. I mean, Michael Walker has been great all season for the Boston Red Sox. The ERA is slightly higher on the road for Michael Walker at 3.27, and everybody's like kind of waiting for him to kind of come back down to earth after the hot start that he's gotten off to. But you know, give credit to Ross Stripling also. He's been absolutely fantastic for the Toronto Blue Jays as well. I mean, when, when I think of these two teams, no, I don't know about you, but uh, I just think I don't care who's on the mound. I just feel like we're going to see runs all throughout yeah. the series. Yeah, I I agree with you. And also, I looked at the injury report today just to kind of get a grasp, and I didn't want to come out here without knowing some of this stuff. And I I caught this one. This one caught my eye. 12.44 p.m., uh, like early in the morning, Chris Sale expected to make his season debut in mid to late July. So that's very good news for you guys. Yeah. And again, you know, uh, I think he made a rehab start. Uh, I think he had a three-inning start uh, in his rehab start. So getting your ace back, obviously, is only going to help. And then, Hopefully sooner rather than later, we also get Nathan Evaldi back. But I agree with you here. Let's go with the I'll go with the Red Sox as well. Money line. I think we both like the over in this game as well. Yeah, you guys recently passed the Blue Jays in the standings too. So this is yeah. a big series. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun series to watch all uh, earlier early part of the week here. All right, next game on the docket here. Let's go with the uh, let's go with the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, visiting the nation's capital, the Washington Nationals. Uh, this is gonna be a seven oh five Eastern start. Probable pitchers for this game, Jose Quintana for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Patrick Corbin on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, we're seeing uh, Nationals as a minus-120 favorite. The Pirates are even money on the money line. Over-under set at 9, with juice towards the over at minus-120. Run line, minus-1.5, plus-160 for the Washington Nationals. Pittsburgh Pirates, plus-1.5, minus-190 on the run line here. Um, you know, I was looking at the splits for this game because, you know, Jose Quintana has been absolutely great for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But again, just like the, some of the other pitchers that we've already talked about, like the Devin Smeltzers of the world and Charlie Morton's of the world, um, Quintana has struggled on the road for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He has an overall ERA of 3.6 with a whip of 1.1, sorry, uh, 1.31. But his road ERA, uh, no, a 4.44 with a 1.36 ERA, sorry, whip on the road. Patrick Corbin. I mean, it, it, this is a picture that is a picture that I can't put my money behind just because he's no. he's, he's, he's been atrocious uh, all all. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's at home or it doesn't matter if he's on the road. He has an overall ERA of six point six, a one point seven nine WHIP at home, a ERA of five point eight seven, a WHIP of one point seven. He's been even worse on the road. I guess I would have to. If I mean, gun to my head, I would go with the Pittsburgh Pirates on the money line here. But I think uh, what I really like in this game, Noah. The first five innings over. Um, I think these two pitchers ha- are probably going to get hit early and often, especially a guy like Patrick Corbin. Um, I did also want to look at the splits of it. It's because these both of these pitchers are left-handed pitching uh, pitchers, and Pittsburgh Pirates have struggled against left-handed pitching. I kind of see why the Washington Nationals are a slight home favorite here. Uh, they're number twenty-seven in the entire league 
as far as batting average at, at 221. They're right down there with <clears throat> the Oakland A's, the Seattle Mariners, the Miami Marlins. Um, and as far as hits against left-handed pitching, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, I mean, they're up to number 10, but then if you're not scoring runs against left-handed pitching, that's not going to win you very many games. But I still think they could get to a guy like Patrick Corbin. I feel like the Nationals, um, they can get to Jose Quintana, sorry, yeah, Jose Quintana as well. They're number nine in the entire league uh, as far as team batting average. And they are, uh, let's see, as far as hits, they are number two in the entire league against left-handed pitching. So that just leads me to go over nine here. I probably look at the first five innings. I probably that number probably comes around five with a total of nine here. But what'd you like for this game here, uh, Noah? So all I gotta say is I don't really love too much. And if you're gonna be betting the money line here in this game, I think you might be nearing a gambling problem. So if you are, <laughs> call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred because Washington is one and eight in their last nine games at home. Pittsburgh is one in ten in their last eleven games on the road. I just feel like you're playing with fire either way you go. Washington, they opened as a favorite here on Monday's game against Pittsburgh. I don't know why. They're in thirtieth in run differential this year in the MLB at minus one eleven. I I mean, like, what is going on here? This is just I mean, this is a toilet bowl series, and you love yeah. those kind of games. Go ahead and watch because there might be a couple of errors. I mean, O'Neill Cruz is fun to watch if yeah. you're a pirate fan, but other than that, um, I don't think this game is going to find my television screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. Like with these two pitchers on the mound, I think that if you had to play again, it'll probably be the first five innings over for me. But definitely, you're right. <laughs> no, I'm not touching. <laughs> not touching a money line in this game. Definitely, definitely passing this game as far as a side. Uh, you have anything else for this game before we get to the next one? No. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's go with the next game on the board. It's going to be the Oakland A's in uh, the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees. Uh, 7.05 Eastern start. Probable pitchers for this game I'm seeing is going to be Frankie Montas for the Oakland A's. And I'm seeing conflicting reports on a starting pitcher for the uh, Yankees here. I'm sure you have a better idea. I saw Jameson Tyone, but I'm still seeing a J.P. Sears uh, for the New York Yankees. But uh, do you have – what pitcher are you seeing here for this game, uh, Noah? Yeah, um, so there's no odds out currently from what I'm seeing in this game. Is that correct? I do see odds, but I don't see a listed pitchers. Oh, I don't I don't have odds on my tally site screen here. Um, but yeah, I see listed pitchers, and I have Jameson Tyone here too. So okay. I handicapped Frankie Montas versus <clears throat> Jameson Tyone, and both guys have been great so far this year. Uh, the A's, <clears throat> they in the last 20 have not been so great they're five and 15 and the yanks they're 13 and four in their last 17 oakland with uh montas on the mound they've lost i think three of their last four with him and then one of them was a no decision he's three and seven on the year with a 311 era 92 strikeouts 22 walks in 89.2 innings pitched montas is coming off of an eight inning shut piece versus the marlins but his uh, he's struggled in the month of June against Boston, Cleveland, and Kansas City in his other starts. The Yankees, however, with Jamison Tyone on the mound, he's eight and one, and I don't think they've lost a start of his since April. I believe that that number is uh, three nineteen ERA, sixty three strikeouts, nine walks, and seventy nine innings pitched this year. He's coming off of a rough outing versus Houston, giving up six runs and ten hits and six point two innings pitched, but they still ended up coming back in that game somehow. 
Um, I think this could be a really good number on the under with given the recent form of both of these starting pitchers and how great the offenses of the Yankees have been lately. So I like the under in this game. Yeah, Frankie Montas, another pitcher here that's really struggling on the road so far um, this season. If you kind of take like the home road splits, he has an ERA of 2.38 at home, but on the road, 5.33 with a 1.26 ERA. He doesn't have a lot of history against the New York Yankees, but um, yeah, I'll probably look at the under in this game as well. I mean, you mentioned that both both of these starting pitchers have been doing really well as of late, and they're in great form, and um I can't get behind a price of right now of minus 190 for the Yankees. I mean, I understand why it is minus 190 because you're going up against one of the worst teams in the American League. Um, but, I mean, if you wanted to play the Yankees, you'd probably take the plus odds at the minus one and a half price on the run line, which is at plus 110 for this game. Over under is at seven and a half at minus 115 towards the under. So um, I'd probably go with the Yankees run line here, minus one and a half. I know. I mentioned it uh, earlier that Frankie Montes doesn't have a great ERA on the road so far this season. So, um, and I feel like the Yankees can get to him. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a five-one or a six-one type of victory here for the Yankees. So, I'll go Yankees run line in this game. Uh, no, you have anything else? Honestly, like if you want to pick games in the series, depending on like how high they're opening, the Yankees in Game Three. I feel like they opened uh, <laughs> Oakland plus or it was plus something. The Yankees were minus 310. And then today they open as a pretty big dog again. Yeah. If you if you have, I don't know, just want to be somewhat sharp and see if something pays off, put a half unit on Oakland in each game and hope that they hit one and you'll make a profit. You know? Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, especially today on, on, on in the Monday night game, I believe they're close to what? Plus 275, and, plus 280 are the A's. And it was Blackburn. With their uh, best pitcher, yeah. So I think today might be the day. I know it might be too late, late for our listeners, but if you did see our picks graphic, I think me and uh, me and uh, Dylan are on the A's as far as our dogs for today. So I think it's a good spot for the A's, especially coming off the, uh, like you mentioned, the series against the Astros, which that's, that's becoming one of the fun series to watch. Uh, we've seen it throughout the postseason as well as during the regular season as well. Um, before we keep on moving here, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, Win. Um, WinBet, make sure to get down on WinBet's $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Also, you can qualify for the ultimate fantasy football experience, bet $500 or more on sports or in the casino on WinBet before July 31st, 2022, and you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts, for you and your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present. The state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700, as Noah mentioned earlier. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Noah, let's keep the ball rolling here, my man. Let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be probably one of the more uh, other fun series to watch early in the week here. It's going to be the Houston Astros uh, headed to New York as well to take on the New York Mets. Uh, 7-10 Eastern start, probable pitchers for this game. I'm seeing Framber Valdez for the uh, Houston Astros. Carlos Carrasco, Cookie Carrasco on the mound for the New York Mets. Opening line for this game. The uh, New York Mets are a slight home favorite at minus 115 on the money line. Astros minus 105. 
Over under is set at uh, eight and a half with Juice towards the under at minus 120. A run line for this game, plus one and a half, minus 200 for the Houston Astros, and minus one and a half, plus 170 for the New York Mets on the run line. Um, like I mentioned here uh, for the Astros, it's going to be Framber Valdez. Uh, he's having a great season so far pitching-wise. I mean, he hasn't been great at home, but he's been on fire on the road for the Houston Astros. He has an overall ERA of 2.90 with a whip of 1.13. On the road so far this year, uh, Noah, 1.95 ERA with a whip below one. Um, like I mentioned, been absolutely fantastic on the road. Cookie Carrasco, 4.42 ERA overall, 1.29 uh, whip. Uh, ERA at home at 3.00 in a uh, – Sorry, ERA of 3.00 uh, at home and a whip of 1.24. He hasn't been great on the road, but he does get the start here at home. Um, you know, with the day off here, it's not much of a travel situation for the uh, Astros because they did play in New York in Bronx. Now they're just going to go, uh, I guess they're going down or up south or down south. I don't know which way they're going to to take on the Mets here. Um I'm going to go with the Astros here. I think there's some value here, especially with Framber Valdez on the mound at minus 105 here. Um, I know they're coming off the emotional series, but I think that if this if they were playing on Monday night, I would probably look at taking the New York Mets because, again, you're coming off that huge emotional series against the New York Yankees. We know about the whole cheating scandal thing and the rivalry that's kind of brewing between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. But uh, you get a day off to kind of you know collect yourselves emotionally. Now you take on a team. New York Mets, I mean, one of the best in the NL right now, but I just feel like this Houston Astros team right now, they do have the advantage, I believe, on the on the mound here with Framber Valdez, especially how great he has been on the road for them. So at minus 105, I'm willing to get behind the Astros here. Uh, also with lead towards the under in this game as well. Uh, Noah, I talked about the pitching stats for both of these pitchers there. Um, Valdez, great so far on the road. Cookie Carrasco has been absolutely fantastic at home for the New York Mets. I don't think they are two explosive offenses here, but I think I think this might be a game where it'll be a lower scoring game. So I'll go with the Houston Astros on the money line. I'll take the under this game uh, for um, for these two squads. No, what do you got for this game? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with my uh, social media presence because I am probably the youngest one of the pod, and just I have to mention it because it's now stuck in my head. You mentioned like one of these. Uh, TikTok trendy songs when you said like uptown or down south whenever you did that but uh, <laughs> I can't get it off my mind but what I do want to mention is <clears throat> did he uh, did uh, Carrasco avoid the IL after his when was that uh, last start or two starts ago yeah I think he's actually returning from it let me double check here real quick because when I was looking yeah, at the that's, notes Go that's ahead. my only gut reaction from this game is like both pitchers are great and I would lean towards under, I would lean towards Astros. Um, I just want to know if you know anything about Carrasco. That would yeah, I said it's, uh, and this is as, as of uh, Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. And he says that the Mets list Carrasco as their starting pitcher for Tuesday's game against the Astros. And I should have mentioned this. I'm sorry. His last start. Last week was against the Houston Astros in Houston, where he only went two and a third inning, and the Astros got to him and gave up five earned runs. He did allow three long bombs in that game as well. So it's something that should I mentioned there. Yeah, I like the Astros right okay. there with you. So, all right, let's keep it moving here. Next game on the board is going to be the Milwaukee Brewers headed to Tampa to take on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Seven ten Eastern start as well. I'm seeing Brandon Woodruff. 
returning from the IL for the Milwaukee Brewers to take on Shane Boz is what I'm seeing for the Tampa Bay Rays here. Let me see if there is an opening line for this game. There is minus 110 both ways uh, on the money line here. Over under set at seven on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 160 for the Milwaukee Brewers and plus one and a half, minus 190 for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Noah, I'll let you leave this one off, my man. Uh, Shane Boz versus Brendan Woodruff. So, personally, I like both pitchers. <clears throat> Woodruff coming off of the IL kind of worries me a little bit. This is his first start, I believe, off of it. Uh, Baz, he's done. He he's done what he needs to do coming off of his own IL stint. I think this is his. What is it? His third or fourth appearance right now. I'm trying to pull up his stats because he has um lived up the expectations when it comes to the strikeout category right now um he has 15 k's in three games so five each game seems like um he had six against the yankees and 5.2 and seven against the orioles his last two starts he's only given up one run mm-hmm. in 11.2 innings pitched i'm a big Baz fan and i would have drafted him in fantasy if he didn't get if he didn't go down with injury before the season, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fancy myself with the Tampa Bay. What'd you say they opened as? Because I didn't see this price. Uh, I'm seeing minus one ten on uh, the money line for both teams. I like that because I mean, he should go out there and mow down the Brewers. I mean, they they have a I don't, I don't know where I'm trying to go with but the offense has been lackluster for them basically the last two years or so so um we'll see we'll see what they have the offer against Baz but I'm gonna lean race yeah I mean he got off to a, a, a I mean with the first game that he came back was against the Minnesota Twins where he really got roughed up I mean this is the first game back after coming off the IL but like you mentioned he's only given up one earned run um and his last two starts and you know and that only one earned run was off of a off a home run that he gave up to the new york yankees but other than that like you mentioned i think that uh there's a good spot for him against the brewers here whose offense that we've talked about isn't that great um overall but i, I think that you know one thing that also kind of stuck out to me what you just mentioned might want to take a look at his strikeout props as well because if he is going to go at least four to five innings in this game. You know, he he had seven strikeouts against the Baltimore Orioles in six innings, and then four and two-thirds against the uh, New York Yankees. He did have six strikeouts in that game. So that might be something worth a look at in this game as well for uh, Shane Boz. Uh, anything else for this game? I'm looking in the Brewers lineup right now to see who's kind of hitting, and they really only have <clears> – they only have five guys hitting 280 or above. In Yelich, uh, Adamas, Tyrone Taylor – McCutcheon, Mike Bresso has only had three at bats in the last week, so that's why he's hitting 333. But I feel like this is a perfect spot for him as they've struck out 55 times in their last seven games. So this yeah. is a team that is prone to striking out, and that could be a nice little K prop spot. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that for sure. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. And this is going to be one that we don't have a starting pitcher for. It's going to be the second game of the doubleheader Minnesota Twins at Cleveland Guardians, uh, 710 Eastern start. Uh, I'm only seeing Josh Widener, uh, Winder, Widener uh, for the Minnesota Twins. I don't think we have a pitcher for the Guardians yet. Do we, uh, Noah? No, I don't have one, and I think it's Winder. Winder. All right. Uh, yeah. So we'll just skip over this game again. Like I said, make sure to check our picks over on Tally Site uh, if we do have a pick for this I'll, second game of the doubleheader. I'll mention the trend again. Um, yeah. The the Twins they've hit their under in nine of the last thirteen games. So that's the one that I went with on the first time that we mentioned this team or two teams. 
Yeah, and again, uh, the, you know, when we had the consig on a while back, uh, I think it was for our hundredth episode. Um, yeah, he mentioned the Twins unders um, you know, for the season um, overall. I'm trying to pull up the number what it is right now. Uh, Minnesota Twins, I think they've kind of regressed back to the mean where they're at 34, 35, and five. But like you just mentioned, that they're starting to go back. They're starting to go back in that direction yeah. of uh, of the unders as well. So, um, and I think that big part of that has been their pitching. I was really down on this team coming into the year. But, you know, the, the pitching has really been a surprise to me. Um, we'll see what happens because Wes Johnson yeah. just took off. Went down yeah. to Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think that's a great call. There's something to definitely keep an eye on here yeah. um, after their pitching coach uh, it's, leads for LSU. It's a huge it's a huge series for Cleveland coming off of getting swept at home by Boston. And then you have yeah. uh, Minnesota coming in, losing one of their top top dogs in their pitching staff. I mean, with that coach leaving. So you never know what's going to happen in the pitching staff that, you know, it's kind of unproven. You have Sonny Gray and you have Chris Archer who have been on and off throughout their careers. And then the three young guys in there. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And look, the guardians are only two games back behind the Minnesota twins in that division as well. So this is a big series for uh, the Cleveland guardians. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be the Miami Marlins. In St. Louis to take on the Cardinals, 745 Eastern start. Braxton Garrett on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Dakota Hudson on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals. Looking at the opening line for this game, the St. Louis Cardinals are a home favorite of minus 165. Miami Marlins plus 140 on the money line. Over-under set at 8.5 for this game. The run line minus 1.5 plus 120 for the St. Louis Cardinals. And plus 1.5 minus 140 on the run line for the Miami Marlins. Um, looking at these two pitchers, like I mentioned, let's start with the Miami Marlins pitcher here, Braxton Garrett. 4. Uh, 4.08 ERA with a whip of 1.7 for the season. Hasn't been great at home, but he's been pretty good on the road so far for the uh, Miami Marlins, where he has a 2.79 ERA and a whip of 1.45 uh, on the mound, like I mentioned, for the St. Louis Cardinals. A pitcher that I trust more at home than on the road is Dakota Hudson. He's been great at home. 2.67 ERA with a whip of 1.22. Uh, looking at both these pitchers, their last couple starts, like I mentioned, for Braxton Garrett, I believe his last start, I did take the over in his game, and I think he did get blown up in that game. I'm trying to uh, This Cardinals this. team does very well against left-handed, too. Yeah. left-handed and, pitchers, too. Yeah, and um, let's see here. Yeah, his last game... It was against Colorado at home where he did go four and two-thirds inning. He did give up nine hits, but they weren't able to translate that to any runs where the uh, Colorado Rockies, they did score two. But against the Mets, uh, he gave up three earned runs in four innings in his first start back on June 5th against the Giants. Gave up four earned runs at home. Um, He's faced two pretty good offenses on the road where he's done pretty well. He faced the Astros in Houston, five and two-thirds, gave up six hits, no more runs. Did allow three earned runs to the New York Mets. Um back on June 18th. But yeah, like you just mentioned there, uh, Dylan against left-handed pitching, um, the Cardinals are pretty good. They are number four in the entire league. As far as team batting average at 265. as far as hits, they're also in that, um, I believe they are in top 10, uh, as far as hits, um, against left-handed pitching. So there's another advantage for them right there for the St. Louis Cardinals. And again, Dakota Hudson, like I mentioned, I just trust him more at home than I do on the road where he's been great uh, with an ERA of, like I said, 2.79. So that just leads me to take the uh, uh, the Cardinals in this game, minus 165. Um, I would entertain the run line as well in this game for the St. Louis Cardinals because when you have a good pitcher on the mound 
uh, like Dakota Hudson. And then, like, you know, knowing, like you mentioned, that how well they do against left-handed pitching, um, that might be something to look at as well. But what do you got for this game? Yeah, you mentioned it right there. My handicap, St. Louis at home with Dakota Hudson on, on the mound at home. In the last nine games that Miami has played against the Cardinals in St. Louis, Miami's one and eight, and the wow. under is hitting seven of those nine games. So uh, I'm just going to follow the trend here and take the Cardinals on the money line with Hudson on the mound. I don't really like the under there with Garrett on the mound. I think that the Cardinals probably could win this one on the run line as well. Yeah, it might be worth a look. It's probably... Uh... The Cardinals team total in this game as well. Then, if we, you know, if you don't want to take the full game under yeah. that, you feel like the Cardinals can put up runs against um, Braxton Garrett or that. That if it does come out around four and a half, then it might be worth a look to take the over for the Cardinals because I feel like their bats are really turning around. And like we mentioned, they do really well against left-handed pitching. Uh, you have anything else for this game, Noah? No, I think that's it. All right, before we move on to the next game, let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Uh, Sleeper is the uh, platform that we use for fantasy. I know you guys probably already use it as well. And it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their own new over-under game. It's really simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like uh, and pick their over and under. So for baseball right now, which is the only sport going on, you can take a look at hits for players. I'm sure there's strikeouts on there as well. Um, and we'll be talking more about sleeper uh, as we kind of progress here through the MLB season. But all you got to do is uh, make your picks there in baseball, and then you choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. The main reason we're excited about the over-under game on sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile phones, join our listener group as well on sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get up to 100% deposit match on your first deposit at sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to use promo code SGPMLB. And like I mentioned, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. And like I said, join our listener group. You can copy our picks and make money together. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I'm on, yeah, I'm on Sleeper right now, and they've got some pitcher props on there Yeah, uh, for some Ks and stuff. Uh, too bad they don't have any Tuesday games available, so we can't really give – um any plays right now but for sure when i get back on the dfs grind and i'm listing out players and stats feel free to hop on some of those because all you need to do is all i think all they have to do is record one hit on sleeper and you would and you would win that one bet but you have to like kind of parlay them together Mm -hmm. and uh it seems like a fun game and it's kind of right up my alley so uh, i'm definitely if they I'll be spying it when we record these podcasts. And if they have these games available when we're recording the day before, I'll definitely throw in a pick or two. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it during the MLB play. Oh, sorry, the uh, NBA playoffs. Um, you know, me, Sean, Terrell, uh, Kramer, we're all in there putting in our picks. Uh, and that's also, also with the guys uh, that are in the sleeper group. So definitely join us now for MLB. It's a lot of fun on sleeper. Um, and again, if you haven't, you get that first deposit match up to $100. Just make sure you use promo code SGP MLB. 
All right, no, let's keep it rolling here, my man. The next game on the board I'm seeing is the Cincinnati Reds headed to the Windy City to take on the Chicago Cubs. 8.05 Eastern start, Louis uh, Castillo on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Keegan Thomas on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, don't have a oh, – the opening line for this game right now, money line is only at minus 110 for both, uh, both squads here. Obviously, no total is posted yet because we know we, they wait for the wind direction and if it's blowing in or if it's blowing out out on Wrigley Field. So it's currently not seeing a total. Uh, but we can talk about the pitching stud numbers here for both of these guys. I'll start with uh, Luis Castillo. 3.71 ERA overall for the season with a whip of 1.14. He's been really good on the road for the Cincinnati Reds. He has an ERA of 2.70 with a whip below one at 0.97. Uh, Keegan Thomas, uh, sorry, Keegan Thompson on the mound for the Chicago Cubs, who's also been great at home for this uh, Cubs team. Excuse me. <coughs> um, 3.1 ERA overall, 1.5 home ERA, a whip below one of 0.89. I'm going to throw a curveball here. I like the Reds with uh, Luis Castillo on the mound. He's been, oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> <laughs> rough pod for both of us. A lot of calls. Yeah, no, why don't you take it from here? Let me get a step of water here, my man. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I like the Reds, too. The Chicago Cubs have the worst winning percentage at home in the MLB this year. Um, they're 13 and 25 overall at home. And also, um, they're 5 and 15 in the last 20 games. And the last nine times that these two teams have played against each other, the under has hit in six of them. Um, I, that trend basically gets canceled out with the way that Cincinnati's been playing pretty much all year this year with uh, all their totals basically ending in overs. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me um, yet. The over is 40 and 40, 31 and one on the year for the Reds. So not really a play for the total, but I like the Reds to win this game. And we're getting that at minus 105 from what I'm seeing. I don't know if I'm saying something else that Munaf read differently, but yes, I'm on the Reds here as well. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? All right. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. I've been struggling ever since I got back from my vacation. I know it's has been COVID, but my throat's been like killing me, but bear with me here. Um, yeah, you're right. I know I'm seeing a minus 105, depending on the book. It's either a minus 105 on both uh, money lines or minus 110, so definitely shop around. But over on win bet, I'm seeing a minus 105 both ways. But uh, you nailed the handicap there. Um, you know, the Reds have been a team that have been trending towards the over, but with these two pitchers, especially, you know, I can't play a total without knowing, number one, who the umpire is for the game. And, again, I think the biggest <laughs> factor is, is the wind, right? Because if it's blowing in in Wrigley Field, you want to take obviously play the unders. But if it's blowing out to, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 miles an hour at Wrigley Field, you're going to want to play the uh, over in that game. So uh, without that information, but as far as the side, I think we both like the Reds here. I mean, Luis Castillo, like I mentioned, he's been really great on the road so far this season for the Cincinnati Reds. But do you have anything else for this game, Noah? No, just Reds. And I'm probably just going to stay away from the total. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be... And you'll have to help me out with this if you see a starting pitcher. Chicago White Sox at the say, uh, sorry, at the Los Angeles Angels. No, sorry, I missed the game. Uh, let me go back to the Dodgers uh, in Colorado. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 8.40 Eastern start. Clayton Kershaw on the Moonoff's mound. Moonoff's on his flu game right now. We're, yeah, we're I, am. I really am. I'm really struggling through this right now. So tail him. Tail him. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Clayton Kershaw on the mound here for the um, Dodgers. Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. I'm going to pop another cough drop here. Uh, why don't you take uh, lead this one off here for me, Noah? <laughs> it is truly a flu game. Like, Moonoff's going to go, like, 12 and 3 today. Um, but yeah, Kershaw against Freeland, both lefties. Uh, love the Southpaw matchup here. Um, you know, Rocky's back at home. Their offense always clicks inside Coors. Um, this is just one of those trends that we always follow. They're coming. I believe they had a road series coming in uh, here. And then also, th- how kind was the um, the MLB to the Yankees, or not the Yankees, the uh, Braves in their scheduling? The Braves got a day off, but the Dodgers didn't. They have to play on Monday after Sunday night baseball. And they're traveling. Yeah, and they're traveling Crazy. back to Colorado. So, I mean, I I don't have a lean right now. Um, my main gut was gonna go off of something that Munaf said in this game. Uh, I, the LA, they're twenty-five and fourteen on the road. Yeah, so they're a good road team. Yeah, I'll say this: that you know the Rockies have been one of the better team, if not the one of the best teams against left-handed pitching so far this season. Okay. And here on Monday night, I know we're we're talking about Tuesday games, but they have a left-handed pitcher, Tyler Anderson, on the mound. That's a left-handed pitcher. And then Clayton Kershaw, we always know, is a left-handed pitcher as well. So I'm kind of getting vibes that this might be a series like where the Pirates went into Dodger Stadium and they swept them. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of getting that vibe here with the Colorado Rockies. Having that advantage, obviously, in Coors Field with two left-handed pitchers they they have going on Monday night, and they have Kershaw. I know Kershaw has been good since he came back from the IL here, but we kind of look at the numbers against left-handed pitching so far this season for the Colorado Rockies. Like I mentioned, they're number one in the entire league in hits, and they have 212 hits. Like I, we talked about earlier, the Nationals are number two against left-handed pitching. Um, the White Sox, you know, we've talked about this for several seasons now that they're really good against left-handed pitching, number two on that list. Colorado Rockies, 293. They have two, they're both tied for number one as far as team batting average against left-handed pitching. So you know, a lot of times people see that, hey, it's the Dodgers. You're going to pay that extra tax on that team because they are the Dodgers, right? We talk about that Yankees tax. We talk about the Dodgers tax. We sometimes talk about the Red Sox uh, um, tax that because they are public teams that the books sometimes are going uh, are gonna to juice those numbers up a little more because they feel like the public is going to come in and bet on them. And, we, and then that creates really value on teams like the Colorado Rockies. When you dive inside the numbers here and you look at, okay, left-handed pitching, they're one of the best in the league. Yeah, I think that this might be an opportunity here where they could probably steal the series from the sorry from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And and you know Kershaw might be this might be a game where he does struggle. So I'll lean here with the um, Colorado Rockies here. I'm not sure if I read off the lines for this game, but. Um, let me let me give you the lines and then uh, we'll give our picks here. Then we'll move it to the next game. But minus two fifteen are the Dodgers on the road with Clayton Kershaw on the mound and plus one eighty five on the money line from the Colorado Rockies. Over under is ten at eleven and a half with Juice Wednesday under at minus one fifteen run line minus one and a half minus one forty five for the Dodgers and plus one and a half at plus one twenty five for the Rockies. And I know Kyle Freeland is on the mound for the. Um, for the uh, for the Rockies here, uh, I know he struggled at home with a five point three two ERA with a WHIP of one point four nine uh, one point four nine at home. But 
something just kind of tells me I feel like the the Rockies are live dogs here. This not only in this game but also for this series here, Noah. So I'm gonna lean with the Rockies, especially at that plus price at that plus one and a half. Uh, I'll take that all day uh, with with the plus money against the left-handed pitcher. What do you think? Yeah, with you mention, mentioning Freeland's struggles at home, I mean, it's just screaming now over to me. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see where the total uh, lands because they do also adjust the totals here at Coors Field. But yeah. just like just like I planned here, um, I actually struggled leading off for this game. But Munaf came in batting second. I'm going to come in batting third after he teed me up here against left-handed pitching. <clears throat> Jonathan Daza batting 397, Iglesias batting 344, Garrett Hampson batting 333, Servan, Brian Servan batting 333, Connor Joe batting 325, Elias Diaz batting 323, Brennan Rogers batting 318 with three tanks, Randall Gritchick two home runs batting 305. And then you go down the list and CJ Crone's hitting 263, but he leads the uh, team with six balls sent to the Chrome zone off his bat uh, against left-handed pitching. So this team just rakes against Southpaws. So uh, following with what Muna said, I kind of like the price on the rocks here. Yeah, and they've kind of looked at, I mean, overall his career, Clayton Kershaw has 24 appearances in Coors Field. He does have a record of eleven and six, but the ERA obviously is a little higher when you're playing in Coors Field. Or sorry, Coors Field, though, yeah, where he has an ERA of four point five seven. So something to definitely keep in mind. I know numbers for Kershaw so far this season since he's even returned from the IL have been really good, but I think this might be a spot where, uh, like you just mentioned, the batters are doing well against left-handed pitching. It might be a spot where they can get to Kershaw here. So all in here with the uh, with the uh, Rockies definitely in this game here, Noah. Um, Next game on the board, let's go to the Chicago White Sox headed to, to take on the Los Angeles Angels. 9.38 Eastern start. I'm seeing Johnny Cueto as a starter for the Chicago White Sox. Do you see a starter there for the Angels, uh, Noah? I think we skipped another game, too. Oh, did I miss the game? Which one did I miss? Yeah, Texas and Kansas City. <clears throat> All right, let me go back to that. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Uh, all right. So let's go to the Texas Rangers at Kansas City. 810 Eastern start. John Gray is on the mound for the Texas Rangers. And then Jonathan Hensley is on the mound for the uh, Kansas City Royals. Noah, I'll let you take this one, my man. Yeah. Gray versus Hensley. Um, both guys have not been too bad this year. The Rangers are three and four in their last seven games, but the under has hit in their last four of five. The Royals, they're six and four in the last 10, and the under has hit in eight of those 10. So right there, under screaming to me with Gray and Heasley both on the mound here. Gray is three and three with a 418 ERA, 68 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 64.2 innings pitched. Gray's last three starts have been great. 10 Ks, one run against the White Sox, 6 Ks, zero runs against the Tigers, and 5 Ks, two runs against Philly. Kansas City with Heasley, he's one and three with a 414 ERA, 32 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 41.1 innings pitched. The walks are a little bit high for me to be comfortable taking the Royals here just because I'm not sure how many runs are going to be scored in this game. And if you're going to give up a couple early off of Heasley's, Heasley's arms with a couple of free passes, not confident in the Royals here. So I like gray. I'll, I'll ride gray and the Rangers on the money line here. Plus this was also breaking news as I was handicapping this game. It's going to be tough for the Royals club that thought they would be able to compete this year. They just lost Carlos Santana via the trade. And then they've yeah. also 
lost Salvador Perez due to injury in the last oh, week wow. here. So yeah, uh, it's 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 a little tough for the Royals. Tough treading here. It's crazy to see how many games so far this season that John uh, John Gray has started uh, for the Texas Rangers, and you know he he's been good as of late. Over his last three starts, he's only allowed three earned runs in about let's see here uh, eighteen or close to nineteen innings so far. So. It feels like he's finally found a form here a little bit uh, for the Texas Rangers. And like you mentioned, with the injuries that are happening. Get out of the course field. Yeah. And, you know, with the injuries that are happening right now to the Kansas City Royals, I think this is a good spot uh, to back the Texas Rangers here uh, against the Kansas City Royals. So let's go with, I do agree with you, let's go with the Texas Rangers in this game as well. Anything else for this game, uh, Noah? No, I mean, and then the White Sox-Angels game, there's no pitcher for the Angels. I know you asked me that like two games ago now. Yeah. So I don't think we have to spend much time on that one either. Johnny Cueto, right-handed pitcher there. He's 1-4 and four on the year. His only win was against the Tigers. He's got a 319 ERA, 40 strikeouts so far this year. Um, just not enough to want to give out something in this game, and I don't want to get burned like we did. We yeah quad locked the white Sox against the orioles and then a pitcher changed yeah. when we didn't have a confirmed pitcher so it is what it is and that was that was a rough look on social media we only went one in seven on that graphic but uh it, i i don't know if you have anything else to add to that game but i you have my vote to just kind of glide right through it no you're right i mean you know if we're, there's no there's no starting pitcher there for the um for the Angels, there's not much to talk about in this game, but you already gave out the numbers for Johnny Cueto, so uh, let's not waste too much time on it. Um, great yes. games left on the schedule here, all West Coast games now. <clears throat> let's start with the San Diego Padres headed down to the desert to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks, 940 Eastern start. Sean Manaya on the mound for the uh, San Diego Padres. Zach Gallen on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game. We have the – actually, both teams are minus 110 on the money line here. Uh, over under set at 7.5 with juice. Towards the over at minus 115 here, Noah. On the run line, minus 1.5, plus 145 for the Padres, plus 1.5, minus 170 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I'll kick it off here with uh, pitching stats here for both of these guys. And, you know, they've been pretty good so far this year. For the respective ball clubs, Sean Manaya has an ERA of 3.87 overall with a whip of 1.15. On the road so far this year, 3.8 ERA and a whip of 1.08. Zach Gallen, absolutely fantastic so far this year. 2.92 ERA with a whip right a hair above one by 1.01. At home so far this year, Zach Gallen, 2.57 with an ERA, uh, sorry, a whip of 0.83. Um, it just kind of concerns me, number one, that – well, not really concerns me. I think that we might see a lack of offense in this game because these two yeah. pitchers have been really good, right? Um, you know, left-handed pitcher Sean Manaya, uh, last start he only gave up two earned runs in six innings, which was against his Arizona team. Uh, did have six strikeouts in that game. He did walk three guys um, on the road so far this year. He's one and one uh, as a record, but I think having that familiarity – with his Arizona team, this is already going to be his third start against his Arizona Diamondbacks team. The first start of the season was against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona where he threw seven shutout innings. Didn't allow a hit in that game, Noah. They pulled him um, yeah. in that game. And then 
Also, his last start, like I mentioned, six innings, two earned runs, uh, six strikeouts in that game. And then, you know, Zach Gallen has has been great for this team as well. Um, four and two overall uh, is his record. His last start against San Diego in San Diego, 11 strikeouts in that game. Six uh, six innings pitch, he only allowed two earned runs in that game. So I really like the under in this game. I, I think the one thing that as I'm kind of talking about here more and more, Noah, is probably looking at strikeout props for both of these pitchers as well. Um, Gallon so far this year is 2-0 two, uh, two and o at homes this uh, this season. But I, I what I'm looking at with the strikeout numbers, I do like the strikeout numbers for this game, but more so for this game pick, I really do like the under in this game at 7.5 for both of these uh, both these pitchers because I feel like they could, could come out and throw some gems here. What do you think? Yeah, I like both pitchers as well. And you basically hit on them, but I have some gnarly trends the under is 24 and 15 in d-backs home games the under is um is uh 17 and 21 in san diego road games san diego they own arizona inside chase field or whatever the new name of it is i think there's a new name there let me look it up. Um, they're six and zero in their last six games in Arizona. The under is hit in their last six of those, all six of those games. I don't know why I said the last six. Just kind of in a roll with all these trends. But I mean, under for me with uh, both of these guys on the mound. And again, if you're gonna play San Diego, I just wouldn't even worry about it on the money line because on the road. They are 27 and 11 on the run line. So I would just go right to the run line. Oh, there you go. And it's still Chase Field uh, for the uh, Diamondbacks. Um, Good. Down I don't know why I second guessed myself. In Phoenix. <laughs> Formerly Bank One Ballpark, but that's been a while since they changed the name to Chase Field. But all right. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, I'm definitely going to be, I'm going to write down the, uh, these. I think we already discussed three pitchers that we do like the strikeout props for. So I'm going to write those names down here with these two pitchers in this game. I forgot who's the other one that you mentioned earlier um, for strikeout. Boss. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so three pitchers there for strikeout props. All right, Noah, two games left on the schedule here. Let's go with your Detroit Tigers headed to the West Coast in San Francisco to take on the Giants. Tarek Skubal on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Carlos Rodon on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Looking at the opening uh, lines for this game, I'm seeing minus 175 home favorites. For the uh, Giants, uh, plus 150 on the money line for the Detroit Tigers. Over-under is set at 7. Sorry, with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 130 um, for the Giants. And plus 1.5, minus 150 for the Detroit Tigers. Looking at the numbers for both of these pitchers. Tark Scooble, 3.63 ERA overall with a whip of 1.13. The ERA is a little bit higher on the road, 4.32. The whip is the same, but Carlos Rodon, 2.70 ERA overall, 1.09 whip at home so far this year, 2.18, and a whip of 1.12. And I was looking at how Carlos Rodon has done against his Tigers team because he does have some history with them being in the White Sox organization last season. Yeah. And... Uh, the one thing that I did find that he had three appearances last season against the Detroit Tigers. He got a 2-0 record with an ERA of 2.25 and 27 strikeouts in three appearances. So 
Uh, I think that that kind of gives him an advantage here. I mean, that's probably – I don't think that's priced into the line here, but I think when you're looking at a minus 175 favorite, um, um, you probably want to take a look at towards the run line in this game. But um, you're more of the Tigers fan here. I'll give my pick. I think I kind of do like the run line here with the Giants here, uh, Noah, but can you change my mind with this Detroit Tigers team coming into town? So I will say this year the Tigers have been hitting lefties very well. Okay. We struggle at the plate in general, but when you look at the team batting average, it's 262. Uh, Grossman's hitting 352. Cabrera hitting 351. Baez hitting 345. And he's kind of heating up here. Don't let yeah. him get hot because he's 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 dangerous when he's rolling. Um, but he kind of looks like a fool when he's not. That's my <laughs> opinion on him. Um, when you look at the Tigers team, though. On the road, they are the worst team in the MLB. They're eleven and twenty-two, and they don't even. They, a lot of these games, they get blown out. The under for the Tigers this year is forty-three and twenty-nine on the entire season, and on the road, it is twenty-one and twelve. So we just don't get the offense going away from home, and. Um, I I really like Rodon, and yeah. I know I've mentioned that the Tigers hit lefties really well, and they've done all right this year against them. But Rodon has the success against a lot of these bats in this Tigers order, like you mentioned. And uh, the only the only thing about the under is that I'm seeing 18 mile an hour winds out to center field here in uh, Oracle, so the under might not be a great play from me. But definitely Giants here, maybe even run line because Tigers are just uh, when they lose, they don't lose close. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of took a look at uh, Tark School's numbers over his last four started. His last four starts, it hasn't been very pretty for him. Yeah, he's um, been struggling as of late too. Yeah, last four starts, twenty and two thirds innings pitch. He's allowed twenty seven hits, eighteen earned runs, um, four home runs. He has an ERA of seven point eight four. Uh, uh, on his last four starts and a whip of 1.65. So until the month of June, he was our all star, but now I don't know who's going to be our all star. That's just like kind of the uh, the participation award that you get when you play youth sports is like, I don't know yeah. who's going to get it, but the Tigers have to have somebody, right? So yeah, it seems like that we also kind of, or at least what I'm done, Tyson if, kind of talking if, through in it here, Giants if, team total. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about team total. Because Scooble does has have the ability to turn it up at any more moment, but I, I like the I like the money line for sure. Okay, all right, let's get to the last game of the night. It's going to be the Baltimore Orioles headed to Seattle. Take on the Mariners, ten ten Eastern start. It's going to be Dean Kramer for the Baltimore Orioles and Robbie Ray for the St. Louis sorry St. Louis Seattle Mariners. Uh, looking at the line for this game, minus 180 home favorites for the Seattle Mariners, plus 155 on the money line for the Baltimore Orioles. Over-under is set at 7.5, with juice towards the under at minus 115. Uh, run line, minus 1.5, plus 125 for the uh, Seattle Mariners, and plus 1.5, minus 145 for the Baltimore Orioles. Noah, I will let you lead off this last game of the Tuesday schedule, buddy. Thank you, Munaf. Okay, so Dean Creamer. Kramer, however you like to say it. Um, we can say it Kramer because of the Sports Gambling Podcast co-owner, or we can say Kramer because I think it's funny. Um, either way, 2-1 and one record this year with a 171 ERA. New to, new to the season, he's only had 
uh, three starts. This is his fourth start. He has 14 strikeouts, five walks, and 21 innings pitched. His last three starts have been great. Against the White Sox, he gave up zero runs and 6.2 innings pitched. The Tampa Bay Rays, he gave up zero runs and six innings pitched. And against the Royals, he gave up one run and five innings. As the listeners know, if they listened at the beginning of the season, I've been on the at the forefront of the fade Robbie Ray train in 2022. He's six and six with a 407 ERA, 97 strikeouts, 31 walks in 90.2 innings pitched. But since my college college baseball postseason hiatus, it kind of looks like Robbie Ray has figured something back out. He is uh, in his last four starts. He's racked up as many punchies. He hasn't racked up as many punchies, but his opponents aren't scoring many runs. Only five runs against him in his last 25 innings. Both teams are coming in hot with the M's winning five of their last six and the Birds winning seven of the last ten. Personally, I'm going to hop back on the train since I was the conductor of it for a while. Um, plus 155 price on Baltimore here against Robbie Ray. Moonoff, do you kind of agree with me or are you are you thinking that Ray has figured something out and you're going to take Seattle here? So Robbie Ray... In six appearances against the Baltimore Orioles in his career, two and three record with an ERA of five point three four and only forty four like strikeouts. That. And I say only forty four strikeouts because we're used to seeing Robbie Ray. He's a K machine. Yeah, but he's faced he faced his team uh, back on June first in Baltimore, where he went five innings and he gave up four earned runs to this Baltimore Orioles team, and he struggled historically. Like I mentioned, the numbers against this. <coughs> sorry. Uh, this Baltimore <laughs> Orioles team, apart. which is which is kind of telling me to, that cough is telling me to take the Baltimore Orioles. I agree with you. I think there's some value here yeah. on the Baltimore Orioles. And especially, you know, historically he struggled. Um, kind of go back to last season against when he was with the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Um, one start, he went four and a third inning, gave up two earned runs, lost that game. Uh, August 30th, 2021, seven innings, two earned runs. He did great in that game. Uh, but his next, last two starts, he hasn't been very pretty. Hasn't been very pretty for uh, Robbie Ray. Nine and third innings combined, fourteen hits and seven earned runs that he's given up, and three long bombs in that game, uh, and only fourteen strikeouts. So, I think there's some value here with the Baltimore Orioles, and like you mentioned, the numbers with Gene Cream, uh, Dean Kramer, um, he's been really good for them. Um, let's go with the Baltimore Orioles here. Why not? Plus one fifty, uh, plus one fifty five. I like it. I think that we got to get back on the fade uh, Robbie Ray train here, Noah. Yeah. If you if the listeners don't want to hop on it with Moon off, um, here's the play that I have for you guys. The total in Baltimore's last seven games has gone under in all seven, and for Seattle, it has gone under in their last eleven. The total has gone under in eight of their last nine home games, and also Baltimore seems to be just like fighting in every game. They're putting up like good they're they're keeping these games close they're not like the uh i don't know washington nationals where they're getting blown out every game um so i i definitely think there's value on the orioles but if you don't feel comfortable laying it on baltimore the under is where i'd go and we're actually getting a nice price it's plus 100 here so and also, let's keep in mind, Noah, that we're going to see some su- uh, suspensions for this Mariners team. Yeah, got some guys. Jesse right? Winker, best player. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm, they're already without Ty France, uh, who's on the IL for them. So sure. that's two big hitters. That JP be Crawford without. also yeah. threw a couple of sucker punches. <laughs> yeah, so I think those. <laughs> so guys that's are three of their suspended. best players. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's some value here with the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, 100 plus 155. Uh, before we get into our lock and dog, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. 
IP Vanish is uh, oh, just lost the read here. All right, here we go. IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet. By encrypting 100% of your data, this means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, now it's that time. Let's get into our picks for this Tuesday schedule in the MLB. I will let you lead it off, my man. What is your lock and dog for the Tuesday games? All right, so we're going to start with the lock. It's minus 115 on the Padres taking on Zach Gallen in Arizona. Padres have won their last six in Chase Field, like we previously mentioned. And I remember the last series against them, they had gone into their chest and ripped out their hearts with a jerks and pro far grand slam. That's my last memory of this series. Maybe D-backs remember it, but I just think that the Padres have their number here and for the dog. We're hopping on the Robbie Ray fade train here. Plus 155 on the Orioles. I like the price. And like we mentioned, he tucked me even more into this with three of the Mariners best players going to be suspended or injured for this game. JP Crawford, Jesse Blinker and Ty France. I like the Orioles here with Dean Kramer, Dean Kramer. Give me that plus 155. I love it, man. Yeah. I think that, that the market might not be pricing in that they're missing three of their top guys uh, in the lineup, um, whether it's Ty France with injury or even JP Crawford. Jesse Winker with the uh, suspensions after the brawl against the Los Angeles Angels. So definitely love those picks. All right, for my <clears throat> for my best bets or for my picks here, let's start with the lock. Um, let's go. Um, let's go with – there was an under that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the Houston Astros, minus 110. With Framber Valdez on the on the mound for the uh, for the Astros, and you know he's been really good on the road so far this year. Um, for whatever reason, he's not doing great at Minute Maid Park, but on the road, he's been absolutely outstanding for the uh, Houston Astros. Have some momentum coming out of that Yankee series. I know it's a hu- huge emotional series for them, but this team when this when this team is hitting or this team is team is hitting, um, they, they they've been doing really well. And I think that one guy in this lineup that has really turned around for them has been Alex Bregman. Because he was really struggling uh, or, um, over the past month, but he turned it around over this last two weeks for the Houston Astros and guys like Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez. I don't need to tell you the guys that are in this lineup. I think they can go into the Mets um, in the in the uh, stadium, their city field, and get a victory in Game One at least against Cookie Carrasco. So I'm going to take the Houston Astros as my lock. 
Uh, for my dog, I also do like the Baltimore Orioles there, but I am going to go with <clears> – <throat> I'm going to go with the Colorado Rockies here, plus one and a half, plus 120 on the run line here. And I feel like that the Dodgers are a little overpriced here. I know Kershaw is on the mound there for the uh, L.A. Dodgers. But – Again, so we, we talked about the, the the batting splits between left-handed pitching and right-handed pitching, and the Colorado Rockies and even Noah helped really helped me out with the uh, with the numbers that he rattled off for the for the lineup against left-handed pitching, and a lot of those guys are batting well above three hundred for their for the Colorado Rockies. I know Kyle Freeland is on the mound for the Dodgers, sorry for the Rockies, but I just feel like this is a spot of the series where I'm kind of getting vibes of that pirate series where the pirates went into LA and stole the uh, uh, swept actually the Dodgers, but going into Coors field for the Dodgers team after coming off of a huge emotional series um, against the um, Atlanta Braves. I think this would be a spot for the Rockies where they can play well on their home field. And uh, I think they can, you know, steal a victory uh, against the, against the Dodgers. So I'm going to take their run line plus one and a half plus half, plus one twenty as my dog of the day for the Tuesday schedule here, Noah. Uh, I'll also be putting a little bit of a, a, a nickel or a dime on that play as well. Yeah. Um, some good value here on the Tuesday night schedule here for sure. For so. sure. We get some of those slates where there's not many dogs to take. I felt like yeah. there was quite a few here. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Again, apologies for all the coughs and stifling. Uh, it's the flu game. Everybody just tell them. <laughs> Uh, hopefully I, I can turn around. Thankfully it's not COVID here, but um, I tested twice. And they both came up negative. So uh, not COVID, but uh, hopefully it gets better overnight. And like I said, we'll be here all throughout the week back on the regular schedule for the MLB gambling podcast. So we'll be back in some form or fashion uh, throughout the week uh, to tackle these MLB games because all eyes are all now on us, Noah, but you have anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And then, I don't, I don't, you can plug yours, but, um, me on Twitter, 77 and the word 70, the number seven and B follow the show on yeah. Twitter at SGPN MLB. We've been talking in our Slack channel about wanting to do a couple of live streams, see how they go, see how many people tune in. We would probably be aiming for like, Oh, I would think like a rush hour on the way home for East coast or a central time zone, yeah. uh, normal worker. Cause you know, Malcolm with him five hours ahead when we were, Record at like four or five, which is our normal times uh, we like to hit at. That's nine or ten for him, and that's right there in rush hour traffic for you guys, which would be great. Uh, let us know on socials whether you'd like that or not. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, kind of uh, messing with the new uh, platform that we're using to record our pods here, and <clears throat> they make it easier for us to list live stream it. So. Um, just be a good time to follow us on our Twitter account, like um, like Noah mentioned. You can follow me on Twitter <clears throat> at SportsNerd824. Uh, definitely follow the MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account as well. That's going to be rocking and rolling um, as it has been all season. So, again, we might live stream sometime this week. Who knows? Maybe starting tomorrow that we do it there. But definitely Ooh. follow that account uh, for the live stream. And, and if you guys have questions, you can interact with us. Uh, on the live stream as well. No, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? Nope, I'm going to get out of here and go play a round of nine, maybe maybe like 12 holes, see how many I can get in today. All right, there we go. So, um, again, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We'll be back uh, throughout the week with all the games happening at MLB. Good luck with your bets. Till then, let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>